Are we all starting relationships in the wrong way? Are we getting into relationships that are doomed to fail? Now, relationships fascinate me. Ever since I got with Alex, who is my fiance, but it is the best relationship that I have ever been in. It is the most unique relationship that I have ever been in and how it evolved and has grown and has changed is very unique. And I read a book called The Celestine Prophecy now if you are not a spiritual person if you are not on a spiritual journey if you kind of think it's all a little bit woo woo out there and you're just not connected to that side of things then i wouldn't recommend the book but if you are then i would highly recommend it if you haven't read it but what i'm going to discuss from this book isn't woo woo some of it may sound slightly woo woo but if that isn't your thing just bypass that bit a little bit because what i'm going to discuss isn't woo woo and spiritual and all of that you could read it as that but overall it's just about how we are approaching relationships and how we act in relationships and what we expect from our partners and what our partners expect from us and i find it fascinating alex finds it fascinating and there is just something in this book that is always stuck with me and it just makes complete sense. And it kind of feels like common sense when you know it, but it definitely isn't because I watch people making this mistake over and over and over again. And if I can help you to not make this mistake, to realize that this might be what you're doing in your relationships, then maybe you can save the relationship you're in or you can go in with some self-awareness into your next relationship and not allow this to happen. All right, so before we get into all of that, I am Amy J, your host. Welcome to Split Open. This is the podcast where I split apart the deep topics of life and open you up to a deeper relationship with life and yourself. If you are watching on YouTube, then please subscribe. If you are listening anywhere you listen to podcasts, then please rate and review. I would appreciate it so much. So at the beginning of a relationship, everyone calls it the honeymoon phase, right? You're in the honeymoon phase, you are so in love, you love each other so much and you just think the sun shines out of each other's asses, right? That is how it is, is you're on cloud nine and you can't get enough of each other and you can't do any wrong, your partner is just perfect. Now the thing with this phase is most of us go into this phase without any kind of self-awareness, without any understanding of why this phase is the way it is. Now, obviously it's quite easy to be like, well, it's new and it's exciting and you're learning about each other and it's a lot of fun getting to know each other and seeing how awesome each other is, but there is so much more to it than that. But we all know that the honeymoon phase ends, right? You're in this honeymoon phase, you're so happy and in love, and then it just slowly starts to fizzle out. You get more used to each other, it's not as exciting anymore, you get more comfortable, you ease into life, you probably move in together and all of this, and it just becomes normal, right? Being with this person becomes normal. But in a lot of cases as well, this is where the relationship starts to go south. Obviously, some relationships the honeymoon phase, you fizzle out and your relationship is still great, you know? And I'm gonna get into all of that later on. But a lot of times it fizzles out and it just keeps going down and down and down and you start to resent each other and there's this like struggle between the two of you and you just can't really get back to that happy, excited honeymoon stage. But what I'm gonna explain is that if you have some self-awareness of what the honeymoon phase means, why it is happening, what is going on, then you can probably prevent that honeymoon phase from basically being the best part of the relationship. And you can sustain your relationship after that phase. So I'm gonna read a couple of sections from The Celestine Prophecy. It's by James Redfield, if you haven't heard of it before. So, when love first happens, the two individuals are giving each other energy unconsciously and both people feel buoyant and elated. 
That's the incredible high we all call being in love. So we all know that, right? That's just what I've outlined. Unfortunately, once they expect this feeling to come from the other person, they cut themselves off from the energy in the universe and begin to rely even more on the energy from each other. Only now there doesn't seem to be enough and so they stop giving each other energy and fall back into their dramas in an attempt to control each other and force the other's energy their way. At this point, the relationship degenerates into the usual power struggle. Now there's a lot to unpack there, so we'll do it bit by bit. Now, if this bit threw you off, they cut themselves off from the energy in the universe and begin to rely even more on the energy from each other. Now that may sound a bit woo-woo, like I said, if you're not that spiritual and you're not into all of that kind of thing, energy from the universe may be like, what? Okay, oh, you lost me. But like I said, try and bypass that bit because it's not about that. But everything else I just read, I'm sure you're like, oh, hold up a minute. That sounds awfully familiar. We've all been there, right? It's exactly what I just explained. You've got this elated, well, how do they put it? buoyant feeling right it's because you are feeding each other energy and again energy can sound like woo woo just put that out your mind like don't focus on that but it's true right when you are in a new relationship you are putting all of your energy into that you are trying to be the best version of yourself you are trying to show up to your new partner as the best version of yourself you are putting extra effort into the relationship we all know this right you are trying to be amazing at the beginning and show off and it's basically peacocking right you know how male peacocks display their feathers to attract the females and loads of other animals do this right it is a display to lure people in and that honeymoon phase you've lured that person in you've got them sort of but it's all it's almost like a probation period right it's like okay i've got you but now i need to keep you I've pulled you in, but I need to up my game even more, showcase myself even more to solidify the relationship. Because in the beginning, it's kind of like, oh, well, if they don't meet my expectations, then I'll just piss off and find somebody else, right? So we've all felt this. We've all done this, right? We've all put on our best faces, our best behavior. We've put all of our energy into this new relationship and we've received that back as well. And that's the honeymoon phase. But like the book said, if you are relying on your partner to give you a certain feeling to basically fill in some voids that you have as an individual, then when your partner is coming out of that honeymoon phase and they're shifting their attention and their energy onto other things again, like they were before you came around, then you're gonna feel somewhat depleted and vice versa. You're gonna do the exact same thing. Your energy is gonna be shifted. It's not gonna be so focused on displaying how awesome you are to your new partner. It's gonna fade out, it's gonna settle, and they're gonna feel like you've left some sort of void as well. Whatever their problems are, wherever the void is for them, it's gonna to start to feel empty again. Now, as I said, if you as an individual have certain things that you are receiving from your new partner, so say you have low self-esteem and your new partner in that honeymoon phase is always building you up, picking you up, giving you compliments, making you feel worthy. They've come along and they've filled that void in you, that self-esteem. That is something that you needed and you have taken that from them. They've given it to you freely, willingly, but you have been using their energy to fill that void. So when that energy shifts and turns away from you, as I said, you're empty again, that void isn't filled. And then that's gonna create some sort of resentment, right? You're gonna feel a little bit sour towards your partner because they were building you up so much and now they're not doing it and you need it. 
you're used to that void being filled now. But this is the whole point that the book makes when it's talking about the energy from the universe. You could shift that, right? And say the energy from yourself. So if you have a void, say it's that self-esteem. If you haven't built your own self-esteem, your own energy around that, then yeah, that's where your void is going to be. But if you have worked on that yourself, there's not going to be a void there. You're not going to need your new partner to fill that void. And this comes around to what a lot of people talk about is that you should fill yourself up you should love yourself and know yourself and have all of these tools to care for yourself and have the confidence in who you are before you get into a relationship. Now, I uh, I somewhat agree. Like if you can take the time out and build yourself up in that way and fill the voids for yourself, then of course, that's awesome. But from my experience, getting into a relationship with Alex, neither of us were whole people. But I'm just going to read the next bit from the book, which talks about this. So he's talking about each individual, how they're walking around before they meet a partner. So we look like the letter C. We are very susceptible to a person of the opposite sex, some other circle half complete, coming up and joining with us, completing the circle that way and giving us a boost of euphoria and energy that feels like the wholeness that a full connection with the universe produces. In reality, we have only joined up with another person who is looking for their other half on the outside too. Now, this is interesting because we always say people are like, this is my other half, my better half and all of that, right? And it's almost like we subconsciously know that our partner is our other half because we haven't worked on ourselves to build ourselves up into a complete person and that our partner is completing us. And that is not what it's about. And this is what he goes on to say. You see, the problem with this completed person, this O, that both people think they have reached is that it has taken two people to make this one whole person. This one whole person consequently has two heads or egos. Both people want to run this whole person they have created. And so both people want to command the other as if the other were themselves. This kind of illusion of completeness always breaks down into a power struggle. In the end, each person must take the other for granted and even invalidate them so that they can lead this whole self in the direction they want to go. But of course, that doesn't work, at least not anymore. Perhaps in the past, one of the partners was willing to submit themselves to the other, usually the woman, sometimes the man. But we are waking up now. No one wants to be subservient to anyone else any longer. So as he said, people are generally stepping into a new relationship as half a person. Now, I mean, give or take, right? You might be less than half a person. You might be slightly more, you know, but you get the analogy, right? So you're coming in as half a person and the other person is also coming in as half a person and together you complete each other. That's why it's so euphoric in the beginning. That's why it's so amazing. That's why it's so great. But again, as he explains in the book, that fizzles out, right? Because you are two separate people. You've come together for this honeymoon phase. You've filled in all of those voids for each other. But then you realize, hold on, I'm still my own person. Now, as I said, if you can take the time to build yourself up before getting into these relationships, then obviously that's ideal. That's great. But what I've noticed is a lot of people talk about loving yourself and having that confidence in yourself, spending time alone and figuring yourself out first. And they emphasize that you should do that, that you should not get into a relationship until you are this whole person as an individual. 
without the help of anybody else, without having to rely on anyone else's energy, without having to rely on someone else to pick you up and to fill in the gaps that you haven't filled in yourself. But I don't agree with that. Again, if you can do that, great. But I don't think that you have to do that before you get into a relationship. I think that you can get into a relationship and then work on yourself. But this is the key. You cannot go into a relationship without this awareness, without knowing and realizing that if you have things that you haven't worked on, you are just gonna suck that energy out of your partner. Again, they will willingly give it to you and you will willingly give your energy to fill them up, to build them up, whatever their thing is that they need from you. It is a two-way street. That's why it works so beautifully, right? That's why you create that one whole person. But if you have not worked on everything yet and you go into a relationship, you need to have that awareness because this is the issue. People don't. People don't realize that they lack self-esteem, that they don't have that confidence in themselves, that they don't know how to spend time alone and want to spend time with their partner all the time. Whatever it is for you, right? But people don't know that they have things to work on. Or if they do know, they ignore it. And then you just get lost in that honeymoon phase when you meet this new person. So again, I don't think you have to be a whole person going into a relationship, but you have to have that awareness to be like, okay, I'm entering a relationship, but I need to keep working on myself. I need to make sure that I am not getting all of my energy from my new partner. And it needs to go the other way as well. Your new partner cannot be sucking your energy out of you either, right? If you're trying to work on yourself, you're gonna be working on yourself. Then they're probably gonna try and cling and pull things from you and it's gonna be even more exhausting, right? So you both need to be on a similar journey. You both need to always be trying to improve yourself because as the book said, if you don't do this, eventually it's just gonna turn into a power struggle. As it said, this one whole person consequently has two heads or egos. So you are still individuals. And of course you want autonomy over your own life, but because you feel as though you are complete with your partner, you're trying to run the relationship, but then they're trying to run the relationship. And this is when you butt heads, right? This is when you start to get into arguments. This is when you start to get irritated by your partner. And funnily enough, this is when you start to notice all of those red flags that you saw in the honeymoon phase, but because you were just so in love and they were just so perfect, these red flags were kind of in the distance. They looked kind of a pinky color rather than red. And they were just so teeny weeny in the distance that you weren't really paying attention. But now they are right in your face. They are deep red and they are not going anywhere. And I know you can relate. We have all been there, but this is it. We all need to realize what this honeymoon phase is and how we are entering relationships. And when those red flags come up, you have to look at them and realize them and get the hell out if they are complete deal breakers. We cannot let ourselves get sucked into the euphoria of the honeymoon phase. You cannot complete each other in your relationship. You have to be two whole people who come together and merge in that way. Otherwise, as we all know, it's just gonna be a show eventually. And I mean, you might be in this relationship for a decade, even two decades. But if you are not working on yourself, if you are not growing as individuals, then it's gonna be a strain. You're gonna argue. Things are just gonna feel difficult, right? And I'm not gonna go into all of this, but there are obviously a lot of different dynamics within relationships. It could be that one person is on this self-discovery journey. They're trying to, they're trying to evolve and grow, but the other person isn't doing that then that becomes a codependent relationship, right? The person who isn't trying to 
better themselves is just trying to cling on to their partner and sucking all of their energy because they don't have any of their own energy. They don't have any of their own self-esteem, confidence, whatever it is. So they need that and become dependent on their partner. Then you've got relationships where both individuals are strong, but neither of them are really working on their stuff but they both wanna drive the relationship. That's where the butting heads comes in, all of the arguments. Just seems like you're just going at each other all the time. But as I said, I'm not gonna get into all of those different dynamics of relationships, but I do wanna talk about mine and Alex's relationship a little bit. Now I'm not gonna go into like the whole backstory, but we did know each other for a few years before we got together. We went through a lot of things together, a lot of traumatic things together, and we were both extremely different people before we became a couple. Now, when we did become a couple, there were a lot of things on the line, but the main thing was we already knew each other, right? And we'd put each other through some shit previously, but we had grown. We had taken time apart. We had worked on ourselves. We had taken a step back from everything that had happened between us, everything that was going on in life in general for ourselves. And we had both decided that we were gonna be better. We were gonna evolve as individuals. So when we came together again and decided to start dating, we did not have a honeymoon phase. Now, okay, look, we did in a lot of ways because it was still exciting, right? We knew each other, but we were entering new territory, right? We were dating. We weren't just friends and whatever else. So there were those giddy moments, right? Like holding hands for the first time, kissing for the first time, staying over and like those kinds of things. Obviously, you're gonna get excited and giddy and it's nice and exciting and all of the rest of it. But we didn't have that complete honeymoon phase. That just complete encompassing of love and euphoria and buoyancy as it says in the book. And that's because we weren't coming in as two half circles again, as it says in the book. Okay, we both had a lot to work on. There was so much we needed to improve on, but we were doing it. We were working through it. And we had both realized personally that we needed to be on a journey to figuring ourselves out. Now we just wanted to do that together right? We wanted to be part of each other's lives. We wanted to be a couple. So when we were in the, what would be classed as the honeymoon phase, so when we were first dating and first officially got together, those first whatever, however many months it is for a honeymoon phase, we weren't getting lost in each other. We weren't taking each other's energy because we were giving that to ourselves, right? We were hanging out, we were getting to know each other, but then we were going our separate ways. And I was doing work on myself, he was doing work on himself. We were taking time and giving ourselves the space to do the things that we wanted to do as individuals. We weren't just completely wrapped in each other, which a lot of us do, right? New relationships, you're just with each other all the time, texting all the time, on the phone all the time, all that kind of thing. We didn't do that because we knew that we didn't want to get wrapped up in each other's energy. We needed to be creating our own. So me and Alex always joke that the start of our relationship was kind of the shit this time because we were doing deep work on ourselves, right? But we were also doing deep work together because we were creating a relationship. And I think this is super important and people bypass this obviously like I've outlined because you're in that honeymoon phase and it's so easy to get lost in that. But we were teaching each other how to treat each other. We were outlining our expectations. We were going through the tough stuff. So just as an example, Alex would have women message him. I would have men message me. People from our pasts, people that could potentially fuck up 
our new relationship, get in the way. But things like that are your opportunity to build that foundation in your relationship, right? So if someone messaged me, I'd be like, Alex so-and-so messaged me. This is what they said. This is who they are. Here's the context. Here's everything that you need to know. So then that's building trust between the two of us because I told him and vice versa. He told me if people messaged him. But then in those situations, we can then have a discussion of like, okay, if someone does message me again in the future, what do you expect from me? Do you expect me to tell you every single time? Do you expect me to explain in the way that I have this time? It's all of those things that are gonna crop up in the beginning of your relationship where you're like, oh, okay, this has happened, but I'm with somebody now. Do I tell them? Should I tell them? What would they want? It's figuring each other out because every person and every couple is different. Of course, some people think that messaging somebody else is fine. Go flirt with them. I don't care, just don't take it further than that, right? Other people are like, don't be messaging any other bitch, thanks. <laughs> it all depends on you, all depends on your relationship. Obviously there are so many ways to do a relationship and there is no one right way. If it works for you and your partner, it works for you and your partner. But this is what you need to be doing at the start of your relationship. Not getting all lost in each other. You need to be figuring out how you treat each other, what you expect from each other, where you want life to go, and building that foundation. Otherwise, you're just getting wrapped up in each other. Like the book said, you're just taking each other's energy, filling each other's voids where you haven't worked on yourself, and then it's just gonna flatline. It's gonna roll off a cliff, and you're gonna feel terrible, and you're gonna be like, why am I with this person? But if you are working on yourself, and then building that foundation with your partner right from the beginning, you are gonna have such a solid relationship. I can't even explain it, because me and Alex always say now that we didn't have, like I said, we didn't have a honeymoon phase, not a typical honeymoon phase anyway, but we almost feel like, and we hope it's not a phase, we just hope it keeps going, but we feel as our relationship is going on, we're entering a honeymoon phase more and more. And this is because, like I said, we built that foundation. We know how to treat each other. We know what each other expects. And we've continued to grow as individuals, but also as a couple. Because we are so full now, I mean, we've both got things we still need to work on, and we always will, because we're always evolving and growing. But because we've done that, and we feel like we have filled ourselves up so much, we have so much to give each other. And this is the thing, right? If you are working on yourself, if you are filling your cup up, I always love saying that, fill your cup up, then you're gonna have excess love. You're gonna have excess everything. You're gonna be able to give more of yourself to your partner because if you have things that you haven't worked on and you're relying on your partner to build you up in that way then what are you giving them okay you may be filling them up in one of their voids but if one of you needs to put that energy somewhere else then you're going to leave your partner feeling deflated and it shouldn't be that way, right? You should each be building yourselves up and have so much left over that you can give to your partner and then just keep building each other up. So you, you've built yourself up, but then your partner is just pulling you even higher. That's how it should be. So for example, Alex and I, we work on ourselves every single day. We talk to each other about what we're trying to achieve, but rather than just going through it alone, we're going through it side by side. So if Alex is working on something, I can help him. I can give him a new perspective. I can see kind of his blind spots and he can do that for me too. So if you are with somebody and you are working on yourself and they're working on themselves and you are bringing each other up at the same time, you are gonna move at such a drastically different rate than if you are not working on yourselves and you're just sucking that energy from each other. So try and have 
more awareness of how you are going into a relationship. Are you working on yourself already? If not, that is step one. Start to work on yourself. Even if you're already in a relationship, even if you're already past that honeymoon phase, doesn't mean that it all has to go to shit, right? You can still pick it up, but you need to work on yourself. Where are you getting that energy from your partner if you are already in a relationship? See where those gaps are in yourself and work on that. And then discuss with your partner. Go through this thing side by side together, but also don't forget that you are an individual and you need to fill your cup up before you can properly give back because you shouldn't be giving a part of you away. You should be giving the excess away because you have so much extra to give. Now, if you've made it this far, I appreciate you so much. I would love it if you could rate and review the podcast or subscribe if you are watching on YouTube. Thank you so much. I'll catch you in the next one.